Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood. 
keeper of the Chronicle and all around the spooky dude. The country sorted out their plans in the morgue they'd been given by Angelo de Santi. Everett was concerned about the reach of the Inquisition and suggested laying low. Ridley laid out a plan to destroy the orphans but needs to be nursed back to health. And Iris is worried about Iggy while the others are worried about her demon. Can the country lay low for two whole weeks to enact their plans or will things go wrong yet again? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. So unlike most nights uh, on our show today, uh, we're kind of covering a long span of time. Uh, if you'll recall, uh, we've got kind of a, a two-week recovery spell as uh, the lockdown on Montreal is is slowly eased, uh, as investigations into the uh, the siege of the city are are carried out, um, but also as as our boy Ridley grows his skin back and such, uh, a pretty vital uh, vital piece of the puzzle here. Uh, after being grievously uh, injured with with all of the uh, you know fucking Inquisition and at all <laughs> yeah ridley's at his best when he's not dying i mean aren't aren't we all um so uh this is going to be um structurally a little bit different from what we would normally do um but we're still going to try and treat it similarly if that makes sense so it's two weeks but i don't want to go through like okay so i've got 14 days so here's everything i do we're really just looking for the highlights um and i've already got some down that we're going to do um Iris's, uh, we're going to handle next episode, uh, just because her objectives right now are different than yours, um, since you've decided uh, that uh, Ridley and Everett are kind of on um, dealing with the or- like the orphan situation, so planning that, scouting it, and kind of tying up a bunch of loose ends on your, your side, whereas she and Emily are going uh, to try and find some answers about Drac. Obviously, the two things are somewhat connected, but... Um, rather than trying to intercut crazily between two investigations, I thought it made more sense to just kind of uh, isolate them. Uh, so uh, if you're watching this, you'll notice Miles uh, isn't on here. Uh, you'll also notice that uh, she isn't on the audio recording. I just want to make clear that she's actually not at this session so that I won't just seem like a prick who's avoiding talking to one of the characters for the whole show. <laughs> so entirely selfish uh, on my part. Um, great. So um, you're in the teaching hospital now. Um, you have um, kind of your little morgue office um, and uh, you've got um, your um, your beds um, Harvey and Chonky have been transferred uh, to the hospital as well um, and are uh, recovering from their wounds, so they'll be on site with you. Oh, fuck, Chonky's here. Cool. Yeah. Um, if you'll recall, uh, Chonky's... Uh, unless I'm entirely mistaken, uh, the rest of the Bear Boys fucked off, but Chonky was still with you, or did he go with them? Chonky and the Bear Boys went to war with the cops, and then we're going to disappear. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought Chunky came with you. So no, Chunky isn't here. We'll deal with that in a few minutes. Sick. Uh, Harvey. Harvey has been been uh, delivered and is is resting up in uh, in one of the uh, little um, jail pods. Um, and yeah, essentially over the course of of this session, we're just going to kind of deal with some of the big uh, the big lingering kind of mop up questions post all of that. Uh, now that you're settled and have dealt with the immediate emergencies, um, and we'll go from there. Um, so. Um, First and foremost, is there anything the two of you would like to kind of sort out immediately? Or what would your top priority be? For me, the things that I would like to see uh, over the course of the session, um, checking in on kind of touchstones and allies throughout the city to just get a sense of, of where they are post post all of this. Um, you have the uh, remaining um, uh, vampiric SWAT guy who's missing an arm, uh, who's been delivered from the snack room. Um, 
We kind of had a collective brain fart last episode and talked about them like they were humans. They were not. Iris was confused because she had demon blood in her and wasn't paying attention. Uh, they are vampiric. Yeah. Um, you are still waiting to hear from the Bear Boys, so we'll probably deal with that. Uh, and you wanted to interrogate the hell out of uh, the, the SWAT dude. Vampire guy, yeah. Uh, I think the only thing that's that we haven't sorted but theoretically would need to is we need a pretty steady blood supply for Ridley so that he can heal because I looked at the rules and it's like you basically just have to be like gorged on blood and do nothing each day to start healing aggravated injuries. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we need to figure out some kind of supply for Everett because I think Ridley would be fine with essentially using himself as like a filtration system uh, or we've got uh, SWAT vampire guy we could just pump full of blood and draw it back out of and then just store shit if we have access to like a fridge. He, You don't need to pump the vampire guy full of blood he he has i mean you'd have to keep him fed but he is that's yeah that's uh, what I, I, see, I see what you mean yeah yeah because um if i, I re-listened to the episode where where we encounter the swat dudes and uh iris specifically kept him in the snack room for everett as a potential like everett might need this so regardless it does sound like you need a supply of blood now the good thing is you are in a teaching hospital so the ability to get some blood is is less than zero uh your odds have increased somewhat also given that um you have a vampiric patron now um there is possibility there, but also if you'll recall from your conversations uh, with um, uh, it's DeSantos, right? Am I crazy? Um, I'm sorry, this the sheet I have. Yeah, uh, DeS- uh, Angelo DeSanti. DeSanti, thank you. DeSanti uh, is um, a fairly hands-off kind of patron. He's he's put you up, but he also is kind of in the midst of a lot of stuff and and generally kind of expecting that you'll. You'll advance his agenda, but he's also a very busy man who's not going to be, like, holding your hand and hanging out. Um, yeah. Also, I, I feel like, Ridley, given the way you operate, you wouldn't want a weird mid-level boss. Um, no. So you have some potential for, like, an, in emergencies, but he can't organize a, a steady stream. Also, Ridley, you can't subside on uh, packaged blood just because it's... You have no way of telling what the humor is. Um, you yeah, might unless find it came from a scumbag, I could. Well, just that's barf it, it right? out again. Um, But uh, you will be able to use what you can scrounge uh, to minimally keep uh, the uh, uh, the the vampire SWAT guy alive. Not well, but alive. All right. So I've read, our first fucking problem is that I need the blood of several scumbags, and I'm going to need him fucking every night, and I can't go out hunting, or I don't get any fucking better. Also, uh, we need to get some blood and put it into this cunt. And he just points at Vampire Guy in the corner, who I think he probably is just, like, watching intently all day. And he's like, and we take it back out of him. Would you just lock him in one of the autopsy slab beds? I feel like we'd probably, like, chain him up and put him in the corner where we we might throw him in one with Ridley at night. Mm, (laughs) But daytime, he's sitting there just getting watched. Sure, sure, I understand. Um and then we could take the blood out of him and put it into you. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I can go out and find someone to who deserves, you know, okay, what so you have to do to him. Kind of some dark news. I, I think I need about two people a night. All right, that's a lot. Be- I need one at the beginning and then another one to fill the tank closer to the end. I will do my best, Ridley. All right. Okay. So we'll say the action of the uh, sort of the first major action of like probably the first or second night um, 
probably second night because you spent yesterday kind of planning in the last session. Um, let's say uh, the, the first major action is uh, Everett. Uh, you, you have to go on your, your first, like, hunt for friends food. Um, so if you could go ahead, please, and roll me uh, either investigation or streetwise and either wits or resolve, please. That would be great. It's going to be wits investigation. Cool. Um, I've got a hunger rating currently. Are we looking to rouse the blood as we kind of go over several days or nights, nights of, of I think activity? What we'll or... probably do is uh, we'll do three rouse checks to kind of account for average out over the, the, the weeks. I just don't want to have to roll like a, a million yeah. rouse checks. So Sh- shall I do one now before yeah, I do let's this? Do one now to, to kick hunting off. check. Sure, that, yeah. that would be great. All right. So that's a fail. So that's okay. hunger three. Um, I will say though, Tyler, that um, after Emily delivers uh, the SWAT guy and picks up um, uh, Iris to go a apartment hunting and b um, go go sell for Iggy, um, he's in. He's still in. Good, like it's he's a bit rough, but it's really only been like a day or two. So he's you, you can definitely have a, a drink off this guy enough tonight. to take my hunger level down back to two. Yeah. So right. it'll it'll ultimately neutralize it, but nevertheless, it's it, again he's not in great shape. He lost a lot of uh, of blood the blood the when his arm got ripped off. But sure. um, Emily was purposefully saving him, like like you would, you know, a half finished meal that you know will be equally delicious tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. given her uh, her level of uh, <laughs> of skill and uh, now particularly that she's got extra gruesome superpowers. Um, yeah, she's uh, she's on side for that. All cool. Right. So go ahead and roll your uh, your check there, sir. That's so nice to not have to add a bunch of different wacky dice to this. I feel like we've been playing so much Genesis lately. I'm like, oh, add a setback. Maybe take a boost. Oh, and um, I'm sorry, Tyler. Before you give me the result on that, um, Ryan, you can assist on this if you'd like. Yeah, I feel like Ridley would give advice probably in terms of like where he thinks Everett could set up like a consistent place to find victims. So it's not just like Everett spending every night stalking the streets, looking for lone scumbags. Um, what do you want me to roll to assist Tom? Um, definitely streetwise. And I think intelligence, because this is just you remembering where you think these things would be and also having to convey it in a way that Everett could understand. And also in a way that he would find ethically okay enough to like, Absorb, which I honestly think would take Ridley twice as long. Um, so be like, just go to the fucking street corner, eat a guy. and Yeah, talk, four no. successes on four dice. Okay, great. Um, so, uh, Tyler, you can add uh, plus two to your result. So two more two, successes? You have two, two base successes plus whatever you rolled. Does any of that matter if I rolled uh, a messy success? Nope. No, okay. Uh, one on a hunger die, uh, like a 10 on a hunger die and a 10 on a regular die. So Messy successy! Yay! Uh, one day I'm going to have balloons installed. Or like blood. It'll just dump blood <laughs> on me like I'm blood. fucking going to prom and carry. It'll dump it on Tyler. Like you'll set it up in his <laughs> place. It'll be, like, change. It'll it'll be, be Nickelodeon. Like, yeah. It'll be just like it is now when, when everyone shouts messy successy and I nothing changes here on my face except just blood. <laughs> All yeah, over me. it'll be like a 1990s like YTV or Nickelodeon game show. I'm gonna uh, get slimed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be great. Uh, it's Patreon money well spent, uh, says I. 
Uh, okay, shit, man. That is wild. Okay, um... Okay, yeah, I, 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 all right, I got you. So, um, in total, Tyler, you just had the two successes, is that correct? If you're looking for a total of successes, I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Two of those were crits. Oh my god, plus and I had another Ryan, four. So, nine. <laughs> Eleven total. Gotta stop letting you roll investigation, dude. Um, I mean, well, I'm, I'm a monster anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Okay, bud, um, can you please go ahead and roll... Um, I mean, it's not entirely shocking Everett would be able to find a criminal organization. I believe that that's well within his wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would agree. But um, now he ate them. Oops. Yeah, now it's going to be like, children on a playground, criminal organization. <laughs> I'm kidnapping these babies. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so I need you to roll, please, on the, the Wheel of Victims. Um, this, as you'll recall, is a yeah. uh, out of 50. Oh. Of victims! Ba-ba-ba-da! Uh, Wait, the price is right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like that should be the theme song for everything. Um, yeah, it's like Plinko, uh, that that yodeling one, and then a wheel yeah. of victims where Drew Carey's just like, this guy, you can eat. Womp, 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 womp. Blood. That's very funny. Um, okay, so um, Tyler, what kind of dice do you have there, my my, my dude? I've got them all. Okay. I've got the whole set. Um, so uh, if you could please roll a d100, and then we're going to divide by two. Um, and with that many successes, uh, I'm going to say, if you could do this uh, four times, please. Uh, we're dividing each result by two? You can just give me the 100 score. I'll do the division on my okay. end. Okay. So the first roll is a 15. Dean? 45. 98. 34, and it was four total rolls? Uh, I'm sorry, five. Five. Uh, six, uh, yeah, 65. Okay, interesting. Um, so, uh, thank you for doing the dividing on that, because that would have taken me a lot longer to get those results to you. <laughs> oh, no worries, dude, no worries. Um, it's much easier to just be on the receiving end and not worrying about anything else. It makes it much faster. Uh, okay, one moment, as I just look through the wheel of victims to figure out who exactly uh, is getting the shit end of the stick tonight. Uh, 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 da, da, da. Oh, interesting. We've got some interesting ones today. And one last guy. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay, great. Um, so, Everett, uh, as you, you begin your investigations, um, it uh, there is, of course, that kind of sickening feeling you have that you're you're doing this. Like, this is a an objectionable thing <clears throat> to you, of course, to be out hunting uh, for humans. But also, over the past few days, um, and with the, the siege of the city, like... And not everything that happened at Elysium and Sorcha and uh, Sorka rather and, and all that you you've had your your moral framework rattled uh, pretty hard and I think at this point there's that sort of niggling concern about the ethics of this but also you're just so tired and kind of you've been run through the ringer and 
regardless of the ethics of what you're doing, your friend will die if you don't do this. Um, and I know you you don't have like the closest relationship with Ridley, but at this point, there's enough question marks floating around that the three of you desperately need each other because like. Basically, if you don't want to make, if you don't want to meet the sun and take your true death, you kind of need Iris and uh, and uh, Ridley for the foreseeable. But um, the good news is you are able to click back into old habits. Uh, it's a little bit like losing yourself in your work. Um, you're actually able to embrace investigation again for a while. And um, with Ridley's recommendation for uh, kind of sketchy places to keep an eye out for, um, you uh, you find a, a few uh, a few interesting folks. So. Um, and we'll say that this happens over a couple days. So you're actually investigating over a couple days. Ridley, you've kind of, I think, committed to just having to wait. Um, so it's a hard couple days for you. Um, yep. But we can talk about what, you, what you're kind of doing over that. But eventually, uh, Everett, um, you feel relatively confident uh, that you have found uh, some potential scumbags. So um, there's a burglar. Um, who is making the most of the uh, the disaster uh, that has befallen Montreal um, and is basically, like, looting apartments um, with relative ease uh, just because uh, people have fled. Um, the entire city is uh, kind of under martial law at this point, um, but during... Uh, there's just it's too big for everyone to be like off the streets at night. Plus the recovery efforts are so big, so there's there's a lot more police presence, but there's also just a lot of, of chaos as as the city begins to rebuild and sort of sort through the wreckage. Um, so uh, got a burglar. Um, there's a firefighter uh, you find who um, seems to be uh, also taking advantage of the, the kind of ruined state. Um, whenever the, uh, the engine is stopped, uh, you can see that this guy is, uh, basically also looting. So after he's done kind of checking the wreckage of a place, if he's found anything of value, he's kind of just stuffing it into his jacket and getting back in the fire truck, which I think rubs you the wrong way. in like a, like theoretically firefighting is such an, a noble profession that just like someone using that position during a time of like disaster relief to, line their own pockets is is pretty disgusting this time it's personal <laughs> this time i will fight the fire fight er um there is a, a store clerk um for a uh, an independent uh sort of bodega uh who has jacked up their prices on uh ne like necessities so water um bandages anti like uh tylenol um all the things you would kind of need in in a crisis uh, and is making a, a tremendous profit off it. It's a little bit like when the masks and hand sanitizer thing started, where just if you had it, you could charge whatever you wanted and people would pay. Um, you um, managed to overhear um, uh, an office worker um, sort of in the early evening uh, when you're starting to get a little bit more bold, um, who is uh, talking about having made uh, a bunch of money um, off of uh, the... Uh, the deaths and um, injuries of his coworkers by being able to scoop their clients and making uh, a tidy profit by basically just absorbing their business. Um, a little bit like the setup for Billions, if you've watched Billions. Um, and finally, there's just a good old-fashioned drug dealer. You're so happy to see someone who is uh, just doing that and, again, is uh, seemingly uh, inflated prices on things like opiates um, and is clearly getting a bunch of uh, people who have suffered uh, during the attack uh, hooked. Um, 
Now, because you're old and messy successy, to Ryan's point, um, I'm going to say that uh, the drug dealer angle actually opens up a larger field of investigation for you. Um, it seems to be, he seems to be part of an operation. There are people arriving to like resupply him. Like he's not just a, a, a random guy. Um, and we'll deal with what the messy success he actually does later. Um, which of these characters would you like to take back, try, attempt to abduct for Ridley? Um, the, uh, the store clerk, I think. Yep. So you arrive, uh, having observed this for a while, you arrive at the, uh, the bodega, um, to see, um, a, uh, a mother kind of with like babe in arms, um, uh, crying saying like, uh, like, please without formula, the, the all the other stores have been picked over. You're the only one who has any. Like, please have a heart. I can't possibly pay that. And um, uh, the clerk who is is just like um, uh, think like a, a a Jason Siegel type. So just kind of like a generally affable looking guy, uh, wearing like a you know a, a Hab sweater or something. You know, just uh, you know shrugs and says, "Look, I'm really sorry, lady, but um, that's the price." You know. Uh, Sure, your your pharma pre would normally have it, but they all sold out, uh, and a bunch of them got leveled when the buildings came down. So, it's like I'm your only option, unless you think Amazon's going to deliver to a war zone. Am I right? So, sorry. Um, and uh, in tears, the uh, the mother uh, turns and leaves, and uh, this guy goes back inside the store and uh, just uh, turns turns the news up, and you can hear reports of. Um, uh, enforcement agencies from around the country coming in. Uh, the rare case of allowing the FBI to operate um, on Canadian soil has been authorized. Um, and uh, a bunch of like the usual government platitudes of like, we're working very hard, we will find this. And then the usual kind of like six different terrorist organizations have taken credit for this. None of them can provide any details and have had no follow-up. And CSIS cannot identify that any of them would be involved, but we're looking into it. Um, so he settles back in and uh, just starts uh, eating um, uh, like uh, nuts out of a little little satchel. Uh, so I'll come in and uh, I'll uh, I'll first like walk through the a little convenience store and, and see if anyone else is here. Uh, no, there isn't. He's um, you get the sense that he's uh, he's protecting it. A bit like there, there. He's not letting a bunch of people in all at once. It's again similar to COVID, right? Just let a few people in at a time. Right. Okay. Um, actually, hang on. Let me roll a dice and see if there's. Okay. Yep. Yeah, no, it's just you. Okay. Um. So then I will. Um, I'll go up to him and I'll say, uh, um, "You're." Uh, your medical supplies over here, your gauze, your bandages, it's all so expensive. Are those prices right? Oh, uh, yeah, those prices are very right, uh, big guy. Uh, you know, it's, it's times are tough here in Montreal, and no one's... I mean, look, I mean, between you and me, obviously more stuff's going to come back in, and as the, the farmer prees open up again, get restocked, fine. But till then, uh, a guy like me can make a pretty tidy profit. So, listen, you need some gauze, some bandages. They're all no-name brand, but, you know, they'll do the job. That's unacceptable. That's 
That's awful. I, That's capitalism, I wanna, baby. I want to speak to your manager. <laughs> I own the place, asshole. Why don't you get you're out of the, the store? You're the only one here? <laughs> yeah. All right, you know what? I will go. And I walk to the door, and I stop, and I flip the open sign to closed, and I lock the door from the inside because it doesn't need a key from the inside. It's just a little turn latch. Uh, yep. Uh, you get hit in the back uh, by uh, the roar of a shotgun. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, friends. It's Ryan here, and I am excited to invite you to join the Dumb Dumbs and Dice Patreon. It's a great way for you to help our team keep creating shows that you love, and it's a cool opportunity for you to get neat things, too. At the $1 level, we have a Patreon-exclusive Discord, so you can chat with other listeners and our cast in spoiler and non-spoiler channels so anyone can tag in. At the $5 level, we offer ad-free feeds for a bunch of our shows, so you won't have to hear us advertising our Patreon anymore. At $15, you get to submit names for NPCs, places, and things that we have to use in the shows, and we also have a Tips, Tricks, and Traps video where you can submit questions that our GMs and DMs myself and Tom will answer for you. And at $25, you can create your own NPC to join one of our active shows and get a special thank you at the end of every episode we produce. We've got a bunch of tiers where you can join, so please head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B D-U-M-B D-I-C-E. Patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Please help support us and we'll keep new episodes coming. Dum Dums and Dice would like to invite you to check out their flagship podcast, Dum Dums and Dragons. It's a show where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. It features Laura Elizabeth as the wizard Alan, Tyler Hewitt as the thief Quinny, and Ryan LaPlante as a cleric named Butthole. Through their first season, these heroes experience the minds of Fandelver, but starting in season two, they step into a world of fully original adventures from the mind of DM Tom McGee. Follow them from the beginning of their quest through Five more seasons and beyond! Check it out now! Dom Doms and Dragons! You get hit in the back uh, by uh, the roar of a shotgun uh, and are thrown forward into the, uh, into the glass. Uh, your face goes through the window. Um, you're going to take uh, uh, two points of superficial damage. Uh, I've run out of superficial, so this is now aggravated then? Uh, yes, I think that'll translate okay. to one point of aggravated. Okay. Um, and it's, again, like, I, I think, I, I kind of like to imagine this as uh, Sideshow Bob stepping on a rake level of pain. Like, you're just, you're you're still so rough that it's like, it you, you can feel the pellets dig into your back and, like, into your core. But it's just kind of that, uh, <laughs> like, you've yeah. had you've had worse over the past few days. Um and, Tom, uh, quick, quick question from a visual perspective: Does Everett still have the bullet hole in his forehead? I would. I so would imagine Everett, you'd be wearing like a hat low over yeah, your. Yeah. yeah. So my follow-up question is: Does the shotgun blast take the hat off? Because that's just like a good turnaround oh. vampire reveal. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I think your, your face <laughs> goes through the glass. The hat falls off. Uh, you turn around with like shards of glass in your face. Uh, what do you do? 
Oh, I'm still, I turn around, I'm standing up. Okay. Um, yeah, it's literally like you you turned the lock, the force of the, the blast hit you and you stumbled forward in, into the glass. Um, and uh, now you're turning around. Or uh, not, it depends. You can also leave. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> he shot me in the back. Okay, I'm a full monster now. I'll kill him here and I'll bring his corpse back if he's going to fight like this. Uh, yeah, sounds good. Um, so uh, describe what you do. I shoot him in the face. <laughs> uh, so in your mind, you, you you spin around. You see his eyes go wide. Uh, you reach for your gun. Um, but it's weird because like you have this perfect image of like reaching for your gun, leveling it. Um, and uh, pulling the trigger. Um, and then suddenly you're wet, uh, which seems strange. And as you blink a couple times, uh, you realize that uh, your mind was drawing a gun, but the beast had other plans. So due to your messy successy, uh, you have uh, torn this man apart. Uh, you've leapt over the counter. You're the beast within um, essentially uh, carrying out the will of shooting a man in the head with its own kind of means. Um, so as you, you kind of come to out of uh, this, this fog of, of what you've been imagining, uh, you just see a, an employee of the month wall, um, just of small portraits behind, uh, behind the counter splattered with blood. And it's his name. It's like Andrew Packer every single time. Employee of the month. wall. He does look, it's a lonely job. Um, uh, and as you kind of see the blood splattered over that, you look down at, at uh, Andrew Parker's and realize that you have, have like, uh, filleted and gutted him, essentially. Uh, he is very dead. Um, good news is you just got yourself a shotgun. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot to bring back to eat. Um, it's You can maybe bring back a limb, um, but won't be the good fresh stuff. I'll go over to the, you know, the, like the, the, the kitchen uh, essentials kitchen kind of section of this little convenience store, grab a a little box of those like garbage bags, just rip a garbage bag out and I'll, I'll actually pick up as many chunks as I can. Just stoop down, <laughs> kind of groaning like dad doing a chore style. Just like, yeah, all right. And it's like <laughs> scooping bits of jerk right. into a, a bag. Um, meanwhile, um, uh, Ridley, um, <clears throat> your, uh, one of your burner phones uh, has received some emoticons Um it uh, you see a, a picture of a, a car um, and a picture of a fox uh, and an address. Uh, I'll call the number back because that's really all he does. <clears throat> um, so uh, uh, I know I had one. Oh yeah, because I would have had a central burner, which would be the one Chunky could reach me on. So this yeah. does make sense. So uh, you uh, pick up the phone and uh, you hear a. Or so you, you you dial the number and uh, you hear a. Uh, well, hi, you've reached uh, Rupert uh, Sinjin Smythe. How can I help you? You texted me. Oh, uh, hey, boss, it's, uh, it's me, uh, Chonky. Oh, that's a good fucking cover name and voice. All right, what's up, Chonks? Oh, good, good. I'm, I'm glad you're all right, boss. Uh, listen, so, uh, we, uh, it took us a little time to to, to shake the and we'll we'll argue like I'm cutting away to this now. This probably happened over a span of days, and same way Tyler's things happened over a span of days, and then we'll we'll resync when when he comes back with the blood bag. Um, it was like uh, so after uh, a few of us got got dinged by the cops pretty good, so we had to lay low for a bit. But uh, we've come up with a pretty good cover. Um, listen, uh, 
you, you let us know where you, where you need us. Uh, we're still a little bit uh, thrown to the wind and getting our shit together, but we've got at least uh, uh, two uh, two Lexuses worth of guys. Uh, we uh, got to warn you, boss. We look a little bit different. Uh, we figured uh, people would be looking out for a big bunch of burly biker dudes. Uh, so we we embraced the uh, the the other uh, image we thought we could get away with. Uh, as you know, uh, a lot of the boys have pretty epic facial hair, and we, we've all got uh, dad bod physiques to die for. So uh, we're going by the silver foxes now. Uh, we're uh, dressed like a bunch of upper middle class assholes uh, and uh, just driving around in nice cars. Uh, but uh, we're ready. We're ready to get back to work, boss. Whenever you need us. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear you're okay. So. I like the, the rebranding. I think is fucking clever. Uh, up next, spoiler alert, we're going to fuck up the orphans. That's our old goal. I'm going to do research now. We'll probably take off a few weeks because I've been burnt to shit and got to get back, put back together. But, I mean, I've got Everett bringing me people. Everett's the self-controlled one, able to get a job done. Bring me a couple of living victims. Get me up and running, and we'll be fucking fine. Yeah, all right. Well, you, you let me know if you need our help uh, picking people up. We're, uh, we're capable of doing that again. Uh Somewhat limited Eggs. numbers, but we can definitely help out. Uh, I've also um, cut a few people loose. Yeah, we might be in touch. Uh, yeah, sorry, I, I lost you there. The phone phone line was breaking up. Definitely not our internet connection in the game. Uh, yeah, boss, uh, I, I had to cut a couple of the boys loose um, after the fiasco with uh, TJ Malone's. Uh, didn't want any more leaks. So uh, you should find the remainder are the, uh, the smartest and meanest of the bunch. And listen, we take out the orphans... Uh, I got a I got a plan for you, boss, uh, for for afterwards. But I guess it doesn't matter until we actually take him out. Nice, I like fucking plans. That's good. Oh, could I send you to pick up some fucking gloves? <laughs> I really realize he doesn't have his vampire killing gloves. Oh, uh, his fake movie prop. Yeah, boss, absolutely. Uh, hang on, I'll just uh, I'll get one of the the cars. Where whereabouts are they? I'll uh, give him. Sure, he'll. I guess. Yeah, he'd know, he'd know addresses. He's can't yeah. know that because that shit gets said out loud. So yeah, he'd send them to Iris's neighbors. Sure, great. So um, uh, Rupert Sinjin Smythe, a.k.a. Chonky, um, agrees uh, and uh, is sending a couple of the boys over. Cool, cool. Uh, and obviously if the boys need a hideout or like Chonky needs a place to fucking hide because he's a vampire, they can come here. Like Ridley's not going to lie about where he is. Like they'll know. Like I am at this yeah. hospital. In this he, uh, he lets you know that um, they've, uh, for now, given that their numbers are somewhat reduced, um, they've rented a townhouse. Uh, the boys have made like decent money o- over time. Like they're, they're part of the gang because they like being in a gang, not because they, they need the cash. So um, uh, one of them uh, legitimately rented a, a townhouse and uh, they're all staying there for now. Um, keeping up the... Uh, the silver fox uh motif that's fucking great fucking great chunks i'm fucking proud of you we're gonna get you a fucking raise like next time you get a bigger share of old pirate ship i'm telling you oh that that's great boss thanks listen uh i'd also appreciate some like uh like a rundown about the the whole vampire thing uh uh i i'm making do because i've kind of seen what what you guys have done for a while but uh wouldn't wouldn't mind a, a chat at some point yeah, you know, I swing by the hospital and I'll walk you through what I fucking know. I think that's more than fair, and yeah. I'll do a better job than whoever taught me because it was like two hours on a plane. All right, yeah, that that sounds bad. All right, listen, let me get those gloves for you and I'll swing by. Thank you, thank you, friend. We'll talk soon. All right, yep. Uh, ta-ta for now. Uh, and then he hangs up. Oh, yeah, that's fucking good. That's fucking good. He's fucking good, isn't he? He just says to the vampire tied up in the corner. And then he mm-hmm. looks at him and goes, I'm going to call you leftovers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Everett, uh, you return with the the sack of of <laughs> the sack of store clerk. Just Wait, what the fuck the happened to you? In front of you, uh, and I'll I'll uh, we're in a hot like a school, but it's like a hospital school. It's right? like yeah. the morgue part of us. Yeah, yeah. So hospital, so yeah. like if if you think about it this way, there's sort of the training hospital piece that obviously has function as as a hospital as well. But yeah, the, the morgue downstairs gets a lot less traffic than you know a city morgue would because it it's mostly cadavers for um, teaching, not for just general right. examination. So the the foot traffic is light enough that you could easily slip in. The whole gonna, the whole point of, of picking the university, if you recall, is that it, there's enough foot traffic constantly right. that it's a lot easier to just kind of get away with this shit. I'm gonna grab those like long pincers um, off of one of the uh, tables and one of their like metal dishes, and I'm basically gonna like I'm gonna drop the sack of shit uh in in front of you because you're hanging out in the lounge right yeah i think you'd yeah. be like laying across the, an uncomfortable couch Those uncomfortable couches yeah, yeah. <laughs> drop that in front of you and i will basically walk to the other end of the lounge and open the door to like the staff like washroom and I'll, I'll like i'll turn around to face you through the doorway to like talk to you but i'm also looking over my shoulder in the mirror and like picking buckshot out of my like shoulder behind me okay, uh, so and i'll say uh i was shot well, how did you get shot? I turned my fuck? back on a store clerk. Well, what the fuck's in the bag? The store clerk. I'm not going to fucking eat it. You realize we can only drink from people who are alive, right? Well, they have to be fucking alive. This is just a bag of shit. All right. Give me about 20 minutes here and I'll make another stop. <laughs> well, did you... I, you normally lecture me about how stupid my fucking team is. Did you clean up the mess? Did you burn the place down? I honestly don't even remember how I got here. Okay, do you know where the store was? Yeah, yeah, I could get back there. Okay, just a second. <laughs> this goes right back to the place. Like, Chunky, you know that whole thing about you guys laying low? I got a job. <laughs> Talk to Everett, go to this and make it fucking go away. Um, says, uh, yep, uh, sure thing, boss. I'll uh, get someone to buy the real estate. We'll uh, uh, flip the building. Uh, we'll call in a crime, see if we can get the cops to clean it up. And then um, I don't know, we'll turn it into a Froyo shop or something, something innocuous, maybe an A&W. That sounds great. Uh, if there's any body parts or anything you need to make disappear, use our construction contacts. We can just bake it into the fucking foundation somewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure thing, boss. Uh, yeah, we'll get right on that for you. Okay, cool. Also, I've got half a body in a fucking bag at the hospital, so I'll give that to you when you drop off the gloves. Uh, yeah, sure, boss. There should be an incinerator on site, though, shouldn't there? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll just fucking do that. I've never had an hospital before. You know what? This is more about me than it is about you. Thanks, Chunky. We'll talk soon. And he hangs uh, up and he's like, got to hit a fucking incinerator. Okay. Yeah, you can incinerate this, Everett, and then you can, can go get the... But also, you might need more blood for you because I'm thinking you're starting to approach as fucked up as I am. I'll just put another. Uh, I'll like, take like a doctor's coat and like put it over, and I'm like, that'll do for now. Great. So, Doctor Everett, uh, you strike out into the night. Uh, who is your secondary target of the people that I scouted yep. first? You've got uh, the burglar, the firefighter, the office drone, and the drug dealer. Uh. The office drone won't have a shotgun, so I'll go. <laughs> I'll go to them. 
All right. So um, the this being now kind of like late into the evening, um, you you find them at a a, a fancy bar um, that is uh, still open uh, despite the uh, the chaos that's befallen Montreal. Um, and much like uh, you know, if you remember like the Boston Marathon bombing or in, any of those sorts of events, like there's all those like signs up around like Montreal Strong and like they've already got the ribbon campaigns going. Because uh, it's been a few days, and the the city's rallying. Also, like Montreal is definitely a city with with an attitude and a spirit. Like it's you know some cities are just kind of there. Montreal definitely has a vibe to it. So Montreal is like pulling real hard um, to kind of recover, and you you get the sense that you know there's like signs up being like you know one dollar from every cocktail goes to um, uh, you know uh, rebuilding Montreal and, and to the relief fund. Um, I think you're immediately struck by the fact that this is a bunch of rich assholes who could just be spending their money on the relief fund rather than drinking cocktails and being like, I'm, I'm doing a good thing uh, by being here. But, you know, it's not it's not your bar. Mm-hmm. Um, you arrive uh, and it's uh, you find that it's um, a. Uh, it's like a weird. Um, it's like one of those. Upscale genre bars. I don't know if you've ever encountered one of these. There's, there was one in Toronto for a bit that was like a Harry Potter themed bar, but it was also like an incredibly expensive hipster bar. Like it didn't feel like, oh, cool. Like I'm in Harry Potter. It was like, oh man, I'm going to pay a lot of money for like Accio cocktail. Yeah. Um, so it's that kind of vibes. So you walk in okay. and it is uh, a fantasy themed. It was clearly trying to cash in on Game of Thrones. So it's like a fantasy themed bar. Um, but if someone who kind of hates fantasy made it, um, so, uh, the, uh, there's, uh, two bartenders, uh, working as you kind of like make your way in. Um, and, uh, you, uh, you, you see your, your Mark, um, sitting at the bar, um, kind of talking up, um, a, uh, a, a couple of ladies who are clearly just kind of trying to enjoy their night. Um, and he's just like, dungeon dragon, my dudes, get these ladies more drinks. Hey ladies, they're on me. They're on me. You made a bunch of money recently. You know, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Hey, uh, yo, uh, boys, one, one, one for me too, huh? One for me. Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, sorry, he's at the bar. Uh, yes, he, he's yeah, yeah. Um, he's at the bar. These two ladies are sitting next to him. Um, there's also um, a uh, a really like gaudy, bright jacket hanging, uh, like a suit jacket hanging off a hook um, at the at the the stool next to him uh, at the bar, and uh, a drink. So clearly, he's there with someone. They're just in the bathroom or something. Okay, I'll uh, I'll pull up to the bar, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll say you know, I'll uh, I'll have a beer and. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll buy a drink for uh, this gentleman over here. Looks like he's celebrating something. Uh, and uh, he turns and uh, sort of flashes you a, a broad grin. Um, I think uh, you can think of this guy as um, like a. Uh, he's going to be I'd say like a a slightly older Michael Sarah. Um, so just still has very much like a baby face. He's got like little uh, thin glasses. Uh, and, uh, he just, uh, kind of, uh, smiles and says, oh, well, uh, thanks buddy. That's, uh, that's great. Hey, uh, you know, if you're in, in, in the drink buying mood, uh, my, my, my pal's coming back in a, a minute. You mind grabbing him one too? Sure. Sure. Where's great. your friend? Uh, where? Oh, he's, uh, he just hit the can. He'll, he'll, oh, actually there, there he is now. Uh, and you turn, you see, um, 
a uh, kind of like a, a stocky older guy. He's bald. He's got a little white beard. Um, and uh, the um, office drone is like smiling at you expectantly. He's like, ah? Uh, yeah, I, I already agreed. So, yeah, I'm fine to get. Well, I also to, I think he's, he's looking to you as though you're going to be like really impressed uh, with who he's here with. Uh, but uh, you don't recognize the guy. His stocky you, friend. Yeah, I know. You don't watch hockey. Uh, but a moment later, uh, Don Cherry pulls up a stool and says, oh, uh, hey there, uh, this guy's uh, buying drinks. That's uh, pretty good. That's a good, uh, good thing that's going on here. Yep. It's good. All right. Uh, we'll I'll we'll have one. And uh, you got one for my buddy uh, Marcus here. He's uh, he's my nephew. Okay. Marcus is the one. I was going to say, I know Everett's rules, but fucking eat him. Just fucking eat him right now in the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Vampires are real. (laughs) Uh, Oh, listen, uh, I don't know about the... Uh, uh, Don, Don, uh, sorry, we're out of time, Don. Don, vampires are real. I couldn't drink Don with those... With those... (laughs) The jowls? No, with the way he wears those shirts like up to his chin. Yeah, he collar. knows vampires are real. I couldn't get in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it just to be. I want to make sure that I'm clear on this. The office worker that I identified earlier mm-hmm. as my target is his nephew here, right? That's that's correct. And I yep. don't know Don Cherry from Adam, so that's you he's don't, just some but, eccentric old man in a weird jacket. Yeah, I think uh, Everett, you've been around enough. Like, I also think even this was probably true when you were down south as well. Like, you you just don't watch a lot of stuff. Like, you're not you're not that guy. So yeah. you, I think, are are well acquainted with this is probably someone I should know, and probably know enough to roll with it. Um, but also, you yeah, you don't know. You can just kind of guess that like, oh, celebrity of some sort. Um, and, uh, and yet they're both at the bar. That said, if you did need more information on Don Cherry, uh, you could, uh, text, uh, Dederick, uh, cause he would definitely be the one to like give you the rundown on who goes to what bars. Um, okay. So if he's looking to me like, huh, huh, I guess I'll pick up on me like, oh, wow. Look, look who it is. Um, and, uh, he says, oh, no, uh, please, please, uh, you know, I'm just, a just a regular guy like you, and, uh, you already bought a beer, so, uh, that's, you're, you're all right in my books, uh, here, here, uh, take a seat, take a seat, join us at the bar, we're, we're celebrating Marcus here, made, uh, made a bunch of money, uh, made a bunch of money today, and he's just, uh, he's a good, he's a good, uh, you know, local boy, uh, local Canadian boy, and he, he made good. And he, like, slaps Marcus on the back, and Marcus, like, bounces off the bar, like, he's, uh, he is, he's a, a skinny little guy. Um, but he kind of sits up and, and gives the thumbs up. Like, he's real proud of himself. Um, yeah, he is clearly an idiot. Great. Uh, <laughs> I'll say, uh, wow, I am just, uh, starstruck. You know, if I can, if I can be honest here, would you mind if I took a picture of us together? Oh, uh, yeah, always happy to, uh, to help out a fan. Uh, and he just kind of, like, shoves Marcus out of the way and he says, all right, uh, I'll give you a thumbs up, uh, go Bruins. That's uh, that's great, uh, and I'll I'll take a selfie with him, and I'll text it to Dederick and be like, "Who is this?" and can can Ridley eat him? <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, you know, you you engage in awkward small talk, uh, mostly Marcus like ranting about how how good he is, and and Don kind of ranting about uh, the stuff Don rants about. It's kind of an incoherent circle of of just like vaguely xenophobic comments and then just like weird hockey anecdotes um you care for neither 
um, Dederick uh, messages you back, uh, kind of like a bunch of like surprised and excited emojis, uh, and uh, says, uh, "Oh, uh, hey, Everett, uh, it, it's it's obviously in text, but you you can hear it in his voice. It's so great to hear from you. Um, he's pretty high profile, uh, both hated and loved. So I'm sure Ridley could, but." It's probably going to draw a bunch of attention, and if I understand correctly from from everything uh, you guys said at Elysium, you're trying to lay low. So maybe don't kill a, a, a major scandal-ridden Canadian celebrity? Question mark? Question mark? Or do I don't know. Also, is that bar terrible? I heard it's terrible. Let me know. And then he has uh, XOXO, and he sends another one, being like, "Sorry about the XOXO. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. It just felt natural. It, it, we we're not there yet. I'm sorry. Okay, bye. I'll text back. Um we're vampires all bars are terrible uh is his nephew important uh and he just types back he has a nephew great um is this are we still riding on my uh messy success or no your messy success was handled by your uh murder Okay. Uh, because as as written, the messy successy, uh, which of course is how it's also labeled in the book, is generally meant to just be like a bigger, more bombastic version of the action you're trying to do. So okay. in trying to shoot him, the beast just took over and ripped him up rather than letting you shoot him. But that okay. was it. That that okay. that solved for for messy successy. Okay. Um. So then, I will spend the night at this bar, paying for their drinks, getting them good and wasted. Yep. Um, until they are fall down drunk, and then I will offer to, uh, you know, help. Uh, you said his name. I Marcus. don't remember his name. Marcus. I, I will offer to help Marcus, Marcus. Alexander. I'll offer to help Marcus uh, catch a cab. Uh, that's great. Yeah. By this point, Don has taken photos with a bunch of other people and is just like generally ignoring what you guys are doing. So he just goes, oh, yeah, yeah that, that's uh, that's great. You uh, you take him back. He's my uh, fifth favorite nephew. Okay. All right. Great. Um, and then he uh, trips over a bar stool and smashes his head off a table. He's fine, but it hurts like a bitch. Right. He falls down uh, and farts. Got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He has a fart attack. Um, his pants fall down. <laughs> um, it turns out his underwear equally ridiculous to the suits. Um, and uh, bow tie. Yeah, just as as you leave, uh, you you hear him uh, uh, muttering into himself. He's like, "Oh uh, yeah, Ron. Hey, I know we don't work together anymore. Can you come pick me up? You always uh, take care of me, Ron. Ron. Oh, I must have lost signal. I'm so desperately alone." Uh, and then you uh, you leave the bar, um, and Marcus is like, "This is really nice of you, man. You're really nice." Uh, so listen, like, do you need, do you need like insider stock tips or something? Why are you helping me, bud? Uh, the cab we get into is, uh, a Dinkledorf cab. <laughs> um, yeah. and I, I just like to like align to like close out the scene before we like arrive at the morgue is just, uh, you think I'm nice now? Your uncle's six favorite cousin is about to get some fantastic news. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Meggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's logos are by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai. 
high angle. And all our ads use the tracks No Control in Chiefs by Jazzar. That's J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We've also got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon of Darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. <laughs> Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.